0: Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the Transfer Update Show with me, Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. And on this edition, we're going to be discussing the latest transfer stories in regards to Arsenal Football Club. Just a quick reminder, if you missed it, uh, we were live earlier on today. We had a look back at the Carabao Cup victory over Leicester City at the King Power Stadium. So uh, there's a little bit of a review show there. Um, you can find it on this channel or you can find it on the audio platforms if you prefer uh, to consume the content that way. So feel free to check it out. Um, right, as always, there is a lot to, to dive into. Um, you're going to see that a lot of the reports seem to be uh, spitting out the same names, um, but there is a, a, a few updates today. Um, well, alleged updates anyway of course as i've always said throughout these transfer update shows we're going to get some good stuff we're going to get some bad stuff we're going to get some reliable stuff we're going to get some not so reliable stuff it's just the way things go uh, during a transfer window it's transfer silly season as i call it everybody's looking for a story everybody wants to break the news first and so there are bound to be some contradictory reports um that aren't sort of uh necessarily 100% true. So our job here today is to go through those reports, try and dissect what we think is true, what we think is maybe a little bit um, suspect and uh, try to come to our own conclusions. As well as that, um, we'll be discussing um, your questions, uh, your comments in the live chat. So keep those coming throughout the stream as well. But we're going to begin by talking about Lucas Torreira. Now, Lucas Torreira has been heavily linked with a move away from the club uh, for quite some time now. I think we all understand um, that Lucas Torreira is somebody who uh, is going to probably move on this summer. Um, we 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 know it. It's it's uh, we were led to believe it was close to happening that a deal taking him to Atlético Madrid was close, but we were also told about a week ago that a deal taking him to Torino was close. So what is going on with Lucas Torreira? I hear you guys ask. And and obviously, that is a, a question that I can't really answer at the moment because contrary to reports that we heard a couple of days ago, suggesting that Lucas Torreira had his heart set on a move to Atletico, that he was rejecting all other offers uh, that were coming his way. It appears now that he is not entirely sure that Madrid is the place for him. And he's now apparently considering offers from Fiorentina and Roma, which shows um, that there is interest in Lucas Torreira from Italy. Now, we've spoken about that previously. I've told you guys that despite not necessarily having a great uh, time in in England since his arrival, actually, Lucas Torreira still has a really, really strong reputation uh, back in Italy. And it seems as though, um, that interest is still there the interest has not gone away um, now Roma are in the fold we knew about Fiorentina's interest we knew about Torino's interest we'd heard about AC Milan previously as well uh, but now it seems that Roma have entered the mix as well so a number of Italian clubs keen on Lucas Torreira and Lucas Torreira is now not entirely sure that Atletico Madrid is the place he wants to be now Could that be that he's held initial discussions uh, with Diego Simeone, for example, and been told maybe um, a little bit more about what role Simeone intends for him to have? I don't know. Um, But it feels like Lucas Torreira is not entirely sure at this moment in time that Madrid is the right place for him. And so we're going to have to wait and see what happens on that one. Now, if we cannot use Lucas Torreira as a makeweight in our pursuit of Thomas Partey, then... There's no point in him going to Atletico Madrid. And I guess for me, you know, I don't think we should allow him to go to Atletico Madrid unless they're going to soften their stance on Thomas Partey. It's clear that we can't afford to pay the minimum fee release clause, which is rumoured to be 50 million euros for Partey. So if we can't do that and Atletico won't, uh, you know, relax that even slightly, if it means they'll get Lucas Torreira, then why should we do them a favour? It's about time Arsenal stopped being a pushover in the transfer market. Arsenal, you know, need to act the way all the other big clubs act because it feels like in recent years we haven't acted like a big club and it's been to our detriment um, in regards to a number of deals. We've seen a number of deals not go through. We've seen us overpay for players. We've seen us um, pay. Uh, sorry, sell players for underneath what we believe to be their market value so we want to see Arsenal acting like a big club again in the transfer market and um, I think that the way we handle this Lucas Torreira thing will will tell us a lot about whether Arsenal have learned their lessons or not from the past another rumor I want to talk about is one that you guys have jumped straight to in the live chat and I didn't put this one in the title because I made the title earlier on in the day um, I scheduled the stream earlier on in the day, but I'll be changing it afterwards because this is a big story. Um, and it's one that Sky Sports are reporting um, and it's with regards to Chelsea's Jorginho. Now, apparently Jorginho joins Atletico Madrid's Thomas Partey and uh, Leon's Hussein Moua on our shortlist. And the report goes as follows. Arsenal interested in signing Jorginho from Premier League rivals Chelsea while Atletico Madrid are confident of securing a loan deal for Gunners midfielder Lucas Torreira. So Sky Sports' account of what's going on with Lucas Torreira is contradictory to some of those other reports. But at this moment in time, they are also reporting that Jorginho is somebody that we want. Now, I'm actually a fan of Jorginho. I think he's a really underrated player. I think he's really good in possession. I think he makes teams tick. I felt like under under Maurizio Sarri, he got a lot of stick um and i felt that most of it was unwarranted i didn't feel like he deserved the criticism he got um from the chelsea fans during that particular period i think that he is a very very talented footballer would he be my first choice no um obviously i'd rather we got thomas partey in obviously i'd r- i'd rather we got um you know if not thomas partey then Hussein Awar in but Jorginho is still a very very talented footballer and and you know it would be frustrating if we couldn't get any of our two primary targets but the fact that there's been no movement on any of those two um those two deals as of yet just makes you start to think that actually is it possible is it feasible for Arsenal to bring in one of those players this summer are Arsenal able to do any of those deals and the more this drags on the more days pass where we don't see any movement we don't see any changes then the more it feels like we're going to have to start looking elsewhere. Other players we've been linked with um, are Diawara from Roma, who I'm not particularly keen on. I probably would prefer to see Jorginho come in over him, if I'm honest. Um, But yeah, Jorginho is an interesting one because he's not somebody that we've been linked with at all um, up until now. And I know there was talks a couple of days ago, wasn't there, about a potential swap deal with Chelsea, which could involve one of their players. Um, I wonder if Jorginho was the player that was being discussed. You know, I don't know. It's a a really tough one. I mean, when I think about what Jorginho would bring to the side, he would bring in the ability to transition the ball from the defence forward. Um, A lot of people point the finger at Jorginho and say, actually, he's a very sideways player in terms of his passing and that. He likes to just play the simple pass. That's not actually true, though, with Jorginho. And a lot of people, as I said, criticise him for his time at Chelsea so far, particularly under Maurizio Sarri. He took a lot of stick. But actually, Jorginho, for me, is... He's a lot better than people give him credit for. During his time at Napoli, he was an incredible player, a really important player, somebody that Maurizio Sarri really, really valued and valued so much that he made a big fuss about taking him to Chelsea with him. Now, if you look back at last season for Jorginho, um, he was a regular for Chelsea. In total, he made 31 appearances in the Premier League. He contributed four goals, two assists. Isn't afraid of a yellow card this Jorginho. 10 yellow cards he picked up last season was named Chelsea's man of the match on two occasions. And according to whoscored.com, his uh, his average performance rating was just under 7 out of 10, which suggests that he is capable of performing to a very consistent level um, over a long period of time. So, yeah, look, I'm not dead against Jorginho, but don't take this the wrong way. Don't take this... As in, I'm suggesting that I'd rather we had Jorginho over Thomas Partey or Hussein Mouan. No, absolutely not. But is this a deal that Arsenal feel is more feasible? Is this a deal that Arsenal feel is more likely to get over the line? And as frustrating as that is, and it is fucking frustrating because I was talking about it yesterday, had a little bit of a rant about it yesterday that I was sick and tired of, of this rhetoric that Arsenal have no money. If we have no money, it's because we've been so badly managed in recent years because a club of Arsenal's size, a club of Arsenal's stature, who are yet to, by the way, have a season without European football, um, you know, in a long, long time, for as long as I've been supporting the club, you know, how can they be in such a bad financial position when you look at Wolves, you look at Villa, you look at Leeds and a number of other clubs who have been... Spending money during this transfer window, it makes it even more frustrating when we hear that Arsenal can't afford to do certain deals. Could it be that Jorginho um, would be uh, someone that Arsenal would consider swapping Matteo Guendouzi for? Is that something Chelsea would entertain? I don't know. Um, but if you put two and two together, if you take the reports we heard um, sort of earlier in the week about this potential swap deal, and then you add to that the fact that Arsenal are said to be now interested in... Uh, in uh, Jorginho then maybe there is something in that but I wouldn't like to say for sure uh, that that is the case because I don't know that I'm guessing I'm as I said I'm putting two and two together I might well be getting five at the moment so don't take that as gospel Um, but it does feel like that may be a more realistic deal to do now again you know he's not my first choice but I do rate the player. I, I do, and I do think he'd be an upgrade on some of the players we currently have at our disposal. I'd rather have him in the side than Elneny. I'd rather have him in the side than Ginduzi. I'd probably rather have him in the side than Torreira. No, they're not exactly the same in terms of their playing style. But if we're going to continue to play with this back three, then it's clear that Mikel Arteta wants a double pivot in the form of Ceballos and jackar who are both players who are comfortable on the ball, who will receive the ball from the defence and... Look to pick out players in the wide positions as we look to create chances that way. So Jorginho would certainly fit the profile, in my opinion. He'd certainly fit the bill. But I want to know what you guys have to say about Jorginho in the live comments. So just to summarise, for those of you joining us a little bit late, because there are a number of you who have just joined us in the last few minutes. Um, And uh, before I do that summary, let's just quickly check in on the likes. Graham urging you guys to do it in the live chat. So please Please do. Um, over two hundred and twenty of you watching us across the multiple platforms at the moment, but we've only got thirty three likes. So, guys, smash that like button if you haven't already. Um, so, just to quickly summarise on what we've touched on so far: reports coming out of Italy that actually Lucas Torreira is not a hundred percent sure that Atletico Madrid is the place he wants to go, and despite the talks being that a deal was close to being agreed, actually Torreira is currently considering offers from. Uh, Roma and Fiorentina in Serie A so uh, that's the Terrera bit in terms of Jorginho Sky Sports have reported it this afternoon that Arsenal are interested in signing the player from our Premier League rivals Chelsea and he's one of a number of midfielders on our shortlist that includes Hussein Moua and Thomas Partey now again I'm not saying this deal is going to definitely happen I'm not saying it's a deal that I definitely want to happen but um When you you take the sort of emotion out of it, it certainly feels like a deal that is more realistic at this moment in time, given our financial situation. Right. Let's come over to the live chat and see what you guys uh, have said uh, with regards to the potential of Jorginho coming to Arsenal. Uh, This person says that Jorginho plus Xhaka equals Dinosaur FC. Um, just picking up the Jorginho comments at the moment. Let's see what we've got. Uh, Anthony D says, no more Chelsea rejects. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, (laughs) Anthony also says, face it, Harry, the transfer window's done. Um, Yonick says he prefers Sangare over Jorginho and Diawara. Um... Let's see, let's see, let's see uh, what you guys are saying here. Arsenal Granny says, hope it is a smokescreen. Martin Ross says, sell Guendouzi, get Jorginho. Um, Matt says, Jorginho, William, Oba. We should win a penalty shootout if nothing else agreed. (laughs) Love that. Um, What else have we got? Uh, Hell no to Jorginho, fake Brazilian. Um... Jorginho is rubbish from Niall Robinson. So yeah, Um, Carol says we won't get Jorginho. The Gunner says Jorginho is similar to Xhaka, not the upgrade that we need. Um, Worldwide Gunner Elite says Jorginho is better than what we've got to swap with Gendouzi. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, So yeah, it's um, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because some of you are would would welcome Jorginho. Others are, are dead against the idea. They, they see him as a Chelsea reject. I think someone who played, I think it was 31 times, I said, for Chelsea last season in the Premier League and helped them go on to finish in the top four, which is ultimately what we're aiming to do. Somebody who's been given the Chelsea captain's armband um, from time to time I don't know how you could see him as a Chelsea reject. I feel like that is really, really harsh. Um, Jay Bowling says, um, Jorginho is a class above what we have now. Uh, Xander thinks that the Arsenal name is just being used to help Chelsea find a buyer for Jorginho. So lots of different opinions on this. And of course, this is still raw. This is still fresh news because this was only broken uh, a couple of hours ago to my understanding. So we'll have to see um, whether this develops into anything more. Um, I love this. Uh, Worldwide Gunas says, at least we can't moan that he should have been sent off against us. Well, that's bloody true, isn't it? <laughs> um, Right. So let me know your thoughts on Jorginho. Let me know your thoughts on Torreira. We're going to come on to talk a little bit about Husem Awar now, um, and then we'll come back to the live chat. Uh, so with regards to Husem Awar, well, the latest, according to Fabrizio Romano, uh, is that Arsenal are set to return to Lyon with an improved bid for the creative midfielder, providing the club can offload some players between now and the end of the transfer window. The uh, Romano goes on to talk about Terreira, Socrates, and Genduzi as players that could potentially be leaving um, and that would help finance a deal uh, for the Frenchman. Uh, so again, same kind of story around Hussein Moua. There is no update on that um, other than... According to Fabrizio Romano, Arsenal are going to go out there and make an improved offer for the player. Now, we've been hearing this for a while and it's interesting because we've heard contradictory stories on this one throughout as well. We first heard that Arsenal had made an approach and had that approach rebuffed. We heard then that that approach was actually not a formal one. And it was done verbally by Edu and that that was rejected because it included Matteo Genduzzi in the deal, a player who Leon do not see as someone who would fit in with their current profile at this moment. So since then, we've heard nothing more, nothing more concrete anyway. And we've actually heard from Leon that there has been... No official bid from Arsenal and that if Arsenal really want the player, they know what they need to do. Well, now we're hearing from Fabrizio Romano that we may be about to launch an actual bid, a serious bid, and one that is a little bit closer to what Leon are looking for for Jose Moua. But this is Arsenal and I don't doubt the fact that they're probably going to go in still, even still a little bit lower and, and try and get the best deal possible. As would most people, but it just feels like Arsenal... W- with Arsenal, sorry, we go a little bit too hard on that stance, a little bit too hard in that direction. And more often than not, we miss out on the players that we really, really want, which will be really, really frustrating. Um Let's talk about um, Rhys Nelson. Um And again, we, we did a stream earlier on today and I said I was going to stay away from transfer talk there. I did touch on Reece Nelson situation a little bit there because that's just where the conversation took me, but it is still our understanding that Reece Nelson is somebody Arsenal are looking to move out on loan between now and the end of the transfer window. But I also did speak about how important, in my view, it is that the loan deal um, is the right one, that the destination is the right one. We've seen Arsenal players go out before on loan, n- not go to the right place with the right manager. In my opinion, Serge Gnabry being the standout example. And we've seen players not fulfill their potential as a result. Reese Nelson has, of course, been out on loan before. He spent some time in uh, in Germany with Hoffenheim. And therefore, um, he'll be no stranger to going out on loan. He had a decent time there. The first half of the loan went really well. The second half, not so well. Um, But... It looks as though Reese Nelson will be on his way again and and after an impressive performance in the Carabao Cup, I think he would have put himself in the shop window and fingers crossed if that is what Arsenal want to do, there will be uh, some more interest following that display. Uh, in other news, uh, Felipe Coutinho is being linked with a move to North London once again. The Daily and Sunday Express say that Arsenal have not given up their interest in signing the Brazilian. And although it looks like Arsenal are focused on Awar and Partey, Arsenal could make a last minute move for Coutinho if their other potential bro- deals break down. So, um that's the report coming uh, from those guys. They say that Arsenal is still interested in Felipe Coutinho. I thought I'd mention it because the Coutinho talk seems to have gone quiet of late. But I'm not entirely sure um, that actually that is the case. I'm not sure that Coutinho was ever really a target for Arsenal, a realistic one anyway, and I don't see that deal happening, even in spite of those reports uh, that we've just uh, that we've just relayed to you guys. Um, let's go back to the live chat. Let's get your comments um, in regards to the stories we've discussed so far. I'll put your questions in there as well. And I'll come to as many of those as I can uh, possibly can between now and the end of the stream. If you haven't already hit the like button, it is very, very important. So uh, please do that. Subscribe to the channel if you're new as well. And uh, give us your thoughts on Jorginho, which appears to be the biggest story of the day. Right. Um, big hello to Moosh, who's joining us in Australia. 1.30 a.m. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate your support. Welcome to the stream. Um, going back to the Jorginho stuff, uh, which seems to have got you guys talking in the comments. Mr. B says, Jorginho is technically very good. Arteta wants players who are tactically flexible. Arteta will use him better than Lampard. Um, so, yeah, a positive outlook on on Jorginho there. Um Tova says, uh, Awa and Jorginho, I really can't complain. Then go and release Partey in January. Uh, I don't, it's so tough to know what the deal is with this Jorginho thing because the report is that Arsenal are interested. Nothing more, nothing less. It doesn't tell us whether that is instead of some of the players, whether that is because we can't get any of the other deals done, whether that is because Arsenal, um, you know, are struggling to get Partey or, or, or Awa, or if it is separate if Arsenal feel like he could come in as an additional player. I don't know. Um I really don't know. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see on that. Um a lot of you asking about the players that we're talking about offloading and that it's gone quiet with regards to a number of those and it has. You know the only one we're really hearing about is is Lucas Torreira and um, we're hearing a number of different contradictory reports on where he's going to end up when it comes to Gendouzi, things have been very, very quiet. When it comes to Socrates, things have been very, very quiet. We haven't heard anything about Mustafi, who I know a lot of Arsenal fans would like to see moved on, apart from the odd report from Italy here and there that some of those clubs in Serie A are keeping a close eye on him. Um, that Carroll says, we can't offload players because either when it comes to the crunch, they don't want to leave, clubs don't want them on loan or for free. Yeah, and and that's exactly right because... Why would you want to leave if you know you're going to get a pay cut if you don't have to? You know, that is kind of I guess the point here. These players are on mega contracts. They're earning really impressive salaries. And they're not gonna to wanna to get they're not gonna to wanna to give that up unless they really, really have to. Um and and we're talking about raising money, we're talking about trying to raise the funds to go and do some of the deals that we so clearly wanna do. But loan deals aren't going to help us do that. Perhaps the guarantee of money further down the line, if obligation to buy clauses are inserted, will change that, will we'll, we'll make Arsenal feel like they can take an additional risk or a calculated risk on the basis that they know that money will be coming in at a later point. I don't know, but you're right. Loans are a problem for us. Um, it just That's all we're hearing about at the moment is players going out on loan. Doesn't really solve the issue that we had in the first place, though, does it? Uh, Carrie says, "Would you swap Gendouzi with Delhi Ali?" Absolutely fucking not. Um, I don't want to see Delhi Ali anywhere near Arsenal Football Club. Um, I've always said he's overrated. Um, you know, for me, one of his talents is getting into the box late and popping up and scoring goals. But even that seems to have evaded him in recent seasons. He can't even get in the Spurs squad at the moment, so I definitely do not. I want Delhi Ali at Arsenal Football Club. He's also a player I really dislike as well. And I can't even give you a logical explanation other than the fact he plays for Spurs. But I just dislike the guy and I don't want to see him anywhere near uh, Arsenal Football Club. Um, let's see what else we've got in terms of your questions. Keep them coming in the live chat. Try and put a cue at the beginning if you can uh, because that will help me uh, pick those out from the live chat. Uh, Zulji says... Is Jorginho not too much of a similar player as Xhaka? I think there's an argument that he is quite similar to Shaka in the sense that he wants to play in that deep line midfield position. Not really overly physical, um, but Jorginho does put himself about. He does pick up yellow cards, as I've already pointed out. He And I'm not saying po- picking up yellow cards is a good thing in football, but picking up yellow cards with such regularity suggests that he is someone who is willing to to get his hands dirty, he is willing to make tactical fouls when necessary and he is quite streetwise in the sense that he seems to give those fouls away when his team are in trouble and that, being streetwise and smart in those kind of areas, particularly in that area in front of the back four, I feel is it has been a problem for Arsenal for a while. It's been something we're missing and Jorginho would certainly add that. I think you could argue that Danny Ceballos is quite similar to, to Xhaka as well, in the sense that he likes to pick up the ball deep and isn't necessarily one for bursting into the penalty area. But it's if, if, as I said already, if Mikel Arteta is going to continue to play with his system, then perhaps it's two of those players that he's after. And if he does sign Jorginho, I think that will tell us quite a bit about how he intends to move forward with the team. Um, so, yeah, there is a. I see where you're coming from. There is an argument that they they are similar in a number of ways, um, but yeah, um, I, I would have him. I, I would. Again, a caveat that with not ahead of parte, not ahead of a war, but if those deals are absolutely impossible to get done, then yeah, then I'd have him. Yeah, I'd certainly have him. Um, let's see what else we've got here in terms of your questions. As I said, guys, put the queue. At the beginning of the questions, it just helps me to pick them out. Um, Xander asks, do you think Arteta and Edu's inexperience with transfers is something that is hindering our recruitment? I think it's certainly a fair concern to have. I can't say that they're, they are incompetent because up until now, they wanted Gabriel, they got him. They wanted Willian, they got him. Um, they wanted Tobias back, they got him. So it feels like they're getting the deals done that they want. But, you know, at this point, and and I've said this, uh, I think maybe a week and a week and a half ago, this period was going to be the real test because Arsenal have almost hit a brick wall here. We've gone from getting all our targets relatively easily to a place where we now need to sell in order to go bigger and get the, the major targets that we want. Problem is that if the money's not there, it doesn't really matter what Arteta and Edu do. Because if the money's not there, there's only so much they can do and there's only so far they can go in negotiation. So it's a valid concern to have because they are two relatively inexperienced people. When you look at all the other big clubs and you look at the people dealing with their affairs in regards to transfers, then you're you're looking at a more experienced group. And and so I think that is a great question, a great point. I'm glad you raised it. Um, but I, I think it's a bit unfair to say that that is definitely the case at the moment. Um, Christopher Weir says, uh, who would be the one player we must sign before the transfer window closes? In my opinion, if I could only get one, it's Thomas Partey. I've said that all along, uh, just because I like the physical attributes he has. I like to think that he would make us a lot more tough in the centre of the park. Also, the fact that he's box to box and seems to have that fitness to do that would suggest that, it would allow us to be a little bit more effective in the final third at times, get in terms of getting that extra body in there, and then still being able to get back. So yeah, um, Thomas Partey is probably the one for me if we could only go for one a uh, player, as we've uh, as as is said in your question. Um, uh, Yondo asks, yes, mate, can you give me an update about the other Greek defender that was on loan in Germany? Uh, and he's talking about Costandinos Mavrobanos, who's currently out in Germany uh, with Stuttgart, I believe. Um, I can't really give you an update on him because I haven't watched um, him play for them. He had a decent time in Germany in the Bundesliga 2 last season. Stuttgart have picked him up now. Um, And, you know, when we signed him, I didn't expect much from him. I mean, I am of a Greek background and I didn't know an awful lot about him before we signed him, which suggests that the, the signing of him just came out of nowhere. Hopefully he continues to improve, hopefully he continues to develop and, and he can be a, an Arsenal player in the future someday. But I can't give you specifics on him. I've got to be honest, I'm not going to sit and lie to you um, about how he's getting on in the Bundesliga at the moment. But it might be worth something. Uh, worth doing something a little bit later on in the season when he's had a bit more time there for us to get maybe a German football expert on and, and deep dive into him a little bit more. Um, Alex says, does Arsenal's low chance creation worry you? yeah it does um it does a little bit um it feels like uh, you know we we have almost handicapped ourselves a little bit in the way we attack teams but it was a it's a consequence of us tightening up defensively and that was obviously a pressing need you like to think one day that arsenal would get it right at both ends of the pitch would have that perfect balance whereby we're creative in the attacking third but also solid at the back that is a that is a problem at this moment in time we're having to sacrifice one for the other it is a bit of a concern but i also feel like it is um it is something that just can't be helped at a minute and and it's something i'm willing to put up with for a while if it means that you know we we get back to being competitive Um, let's see what else we've got here. Brad Richardson asks with regards to Jorginho, is it a worry for you if Chelsea willingly let him join us? I think with Chelsea, it's a strange situation because I think there'll be players at Chelsea that actually, they don't really want to lose like Jorginho. But given their situation in regards to how many players they've brought in this summer, and I assume they're going to try and at least pretend they've adhered to... Uh, FFP at least um, in the next couple of years, then maybe it's because of the salaries on. Maybe it's because they've got too big a squad at this moment in time that they feel like they have to move some players on. Now, if you're... T- if it's because they prefer to have certain others, then maybe that's just because of the direction Frank Lampard's pulling in the direction in which Frank Lampard wants to go. So I wouldn't necessarily be worried about the fact that Georgina could leave. I think you'll see plenty of good footballers leave clubs just because he doesn't fit there anymore, just because he's not part of the future plans. But that doesn't mean he can't go somewhere else and do a decent job. So I'm not overly worried about that. But again, just like the previous question, I understand why that is raised. I understand the concern. Um, let's see what else we've got here Uh, a little bit of Mesut Ozil talk a a few of you um, I've been asking uh, in the chat about Mesut Ozil what the deal is on that Billy Kilgallen says do you think Ozil is running down his contract to punish Arsenal for not backing him in his Chinese human rights comment he will freely be able to spill the beans if he runs it down about everything I, I do feel like that was the beginning of of the breakdown in Mesut Ozil's relationship, not just with the manager, but with the club. Um, he spoke about that to the Athletic a little while ago. Look, Mesut Ozil wasn't wrong to say what he said. Um, I think any decent person will agree with that. Arsenal, in my opinion, were wrong to condemn it. Um, I don't necessarily think that Arsenal should have gone out on a limb and made their own statement and really backed it because I feel like from the football club's perspective and looking at the football club's interests, they wouldn't have wanted to damage their reputation or their relationship with certain countries who pay big, big broadcasting money. That doesn't mean it's right. Um, obviously, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And the, the treatment of these people um, in China is, is definitely wrong. Um, and, and Mesut Ozil was right to, to discuss that, right to point that out. I feel like where Mesut Ozil was probably most disappointed and most upset was at the fact that the club was so quick to condemn his statement when they could have just kept quiet about it. Yes, there appears to be some problems between him and those behind the scenes. We know he didn't want to accept the wage cut. In many ways, you could argue he's been vindicated in doing that because of the fact that the club have made those redundancies. So, you know, it's a strange one and one where you can see both sides of the argument. But I just feel like... As fans, it's really disappointing and frustrating not to know what is actually happening with that. And and some Arsenal fans will say, well, of course, Arsenal are not going to come out and tell the truth. But why not? If you're not intending to use him, if you know you're stuck with him till the end of the season, then why the hell wouldn't you just come out and speak out uh, about it? It just feels like, you know, for me, this is... You know, it's a a horrible situation. It's a cloud hanging over us. And I'd rather just have the clarity so we can just move on from it rather than this bullshit and and the manager, you know, and I don't really criticise Mikel Arteta because I've enjoyed what he's done with the club so far. But one of the things I have been frustrated about him with is is his stance on this. And it's probably coming from above, but it just feels a little bit annoying when he just dodges a question four or five times in the same press conference. Like... You know, the, the fans want answers and that question is going to continue to come up until he gives those answers. Uh, let's see what else uh, we've got in regards to your questions. Um, Fidelis asks, why is it difficult for Genduzzi to be sold? Is it because of his of the high fee or because of his attitude? I think it's a bit of both. I think Arsenal feel like the player is worth um, a fair amount, given that he's performed to a, a relatively good standard, um, despite coming into the team with pretty much no top-flight experience. He came in, he he showed some really positive signs. Therefore, Arsenal, understandably, won a fair amount for him. But the attitude stuff certainly wouldn't have done him any favours as well. In the eyes of other clubs, Matteo Guendouzi a troublemaker, he's a problem player, and you can understand why they're reluctant to go out and spend um, big money on him. And I think that has definitely the fact that that has been, I guess, played out in the public has damaged our chances of selling him. I do. I I do. Um, Let's see what else you've got here. Guna Craig podcast. Check out the Guna Craig podcast as well. Um, Find them on YouTube. Give it a subscribe. Give it a like. Um, and check out the brilliant show. Uh, He asks a question, not that I want him sold, but what do you think Pepe's current market value is after his first year at Arsenal? Just out of interest. This is an interesting question. Obviously, when we sign Nicolas Pepe, um, I don't think I'm the only one that thinks we overpaid. And I think that Arsenal now think that they've overpaid because we know that when Raul was... Given his marching orders, one of the things that was being investigated that was being discussed, and one of the findings was that Arsenal had overpaid for Nicolas Pepe. So I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. I I believe the club think that they overpaid for him as well now as well. And that is a problem. It's another bit of evidence that points towards the fact that Arsenal have been shitty in the transfer market, that Arsenal haven't been smart that Arsenal haven't been shrewd, that Arsenal have overpaid for players and, and and sold players for below their market value. Just proof, of basically, that Arsenal's business has been crap all round for a long, long time now. If you're asking me what his market value is today, I think you've got to take into account a lot of, uh, a lot of factors. I think if I was going to buy Nicolas Pepe now, and the question, I'll, I'll put it this way to myself, is what would I want to be paying for him? And I don't think I'd want to be paying more than 35, 40 million for, for Nicolas Pepe at this moment in time. Now, I hope that Nicolas Pepe picks it up this season. I hope we see the real Nicolas Pepe and we see him fulfill his potential at Arsenal and justify, at least to some degree, the, um, you know, the the fee that we paid. I hope that happens. Great if it does. Brilliant but at this moment in time, at the time of this podcast, I think 35 to 40 million pounds um feels like a, a fair price or a fair value uh, to pin against the uh, the Ivorian. Um let's see what else we've got here. Um I'm gonna pick up a couple more questions uh before we before we jump off. Um duh, 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 duh. Questions not necessarily transfer related, but I like this one. I like a variety of questions from Omar. Hi there, mate. He says, with the lack of fans, does it give us a better chance to finally end our Anfield hoodoo on Monday? I think it does. Um, we're going to come on to preview that game um, on uh, uh, tomorrow. I think we're going to do it uh, tomorrow around about this time, around about 4, 4.30 p.m. We'll be previewing the, the, the trip to Liverpool on Monday night. But of course it does. Um, you know, Anfield is famous for its atmosphere. Uh, the twelfth man—they call the Anfield crowd. They—they they really do have a big influence on games. It's one of the most atmospheric places in world football, let alone uh, just the Premier League. So, of course, um, I think them not being there, the fans not being there, does level the playing field to a degree. So, yeah, um, not saying that we're going to go and win at Anfield, but it does—it does help for sure. Uh, let's see what else we've got here in regards to your comments, to your questions. Just going to pick up one or two more. Um before we lock off, um let's just gotta pick these carefully. Um the gunner says Do you think another panic buy will happen this transfer window to please the fans? I'm not sure that Mikel Arteta is someone who will make panic buys. Um I feel like if he gets Jorginho in, which is obviously what we've been talking about earlier on the stream, then it would be because he wants him or he feels like he can add something to the team. He feels like he would be an upgrade on on our current options. And therefore, it's not a panic buy. I don't think you can describe bringing someone who's better in than your current options as a panic buy. And I do think that Jorginho if he was to come in would be an upgrade on some of those players I've mentioned and so yeah I don't think it would necessarily be a panic buy but I do think there will be another transfer between now and the end of the window and it's down to I guess the fans uh, to decide whether or not they see it as a panic buy me personally I wouldn't see Jorginho as a panic buy I'd see him as an upgrade um on a number of our current options um Top Techers says, can you see a lot of outgoings from Arsenal in the last few days of the transfer window as buying clubs currently do not want to meet Arsenal's transfer value and will test Arsenal's nerve? Yeah, I look, I've said it throughout. I've said it throughout this uh, this window that I expect the outgoings to happen towards the back end of the window because clubs will do their best to get the best price. They'll wait till Arsenal are desperate. They'll try their luck. The, the concern I've always had is whether that's going to be too late in the, in the process for Arsenal to then go and do the business that they need to do uh, using the proceeds of those deals. So that's the worry. That's the concern. But I do think that with regards to the players we're looking at moving out, we you're right when you say there will be a lot of outgoings and a lot more outgoings and a lot more movement towards the back end of this window. I think that's absolutely fair um, fair to say. And I'm just going to pick up this final question. And while I pick up this final question, I'm going to ask you guys to let me know in the live chat where you are joining us from. And we'll go through those uh, just before we wrap up the stream. And I'll give a few shout outs to you guys as well. And thank you for your continued support. Also, if you haven't already, uh, please uh, hit the like button. Just having a quick look. Let's check in, see what we're doing. We've got over 500 of you tuned in uh, across the multiple platforms at the moment, but we've only got 466 likes at uh, 466, I wish, um, 101, sorry, 466 is the YouTube uh, viewership at present. So 101 of you um, have hit the like button. It's not even a quarter of you guys, so please hit the like button if you haven't already. It really, really does help. Right, um, let's pick up this last question, then I'm going to go through... Uh, seeing where you guys are joining us from and give you guys some shout outs as well between now and the end of the stream. So Tofa says, do you think Pepe would be more effective as a striker and being in and around the box? I do think Pepe comes alive in the penalty area. Um, I still want to see him use his right foot a little bit more um, and take things first time sometimes because I feel like that is maybe where he's lacking. Um, I, I feel a little bit sorry for Pepe because I can't say I've been overly impressed with him All of the time, but like in last night's game, I felt like he made the right runs a lot and he just didn't get the ball. The players were not picking him out. Um, I feel like our lack of creativity in other areas was showed. And I know that wasn't our first team, etc. But I do feel like Pepe does the right things quite a bit at a time. It's clear that Mikel Arteta thinks there's more to come from him and feels like he needs coaching because he seems to be coaching Pepe an awful lot from the sidelines whenever he does play. Um, So it's clear that he's not necessarily getting what he wants out of him at this moment in time, but he's obviously willing to work on that. He's obviously willing to guide him, to coach him, to try and help him along. Arsenal's team is lopsided. I've said that time and time again. And Nicolas Pepe playing from the right makes it more difficult for him to flourish. I always say this. I feel like whoever plays on Arsenal's right has less chance of flourishing or getting into goal-scoring opportunities or impacting games than those who play on the left. And that's because the team is geared around playing on the left. It's because the team is geared around putting chances on a plate for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And that's not a criticism, right? That's not a bad thing. Given the guy's goal record, why wouldn't you want Aubameyang to get the majority of the chances? But I do think that is impacting um, Nicolas Pepe a little bit, and I've got some sympathy for him there. So, um, yeah, he could be more effective in a central role. Um, but in this current system, I can't necessarily see how that works. So it's a bit of a problem. It is. Um, big thank you to Worldwide Guna um, for your super chat. Uh, I'm just going to find that and bring it up. Um, thank you so much uh, for your kind donation. It says, do you think the fact that Arteta played in midfield himself and captained the club paid a big part in the upturning form of granite Xhaka? Yeah. Um, yeah, he knows exactly what it feels like to play in that position. And also, Mikel Arteta was one of the defensive defensive midfield players that played that role and was constantly fucking exposed by a poor setup, by a poor system, by a poor defensive shape. So he will have known the difficulties that Granit Xhaka was facing firsthand. And then, in my opinion... Uh, he's He's gone to, to an effort to make sure that that isn't the case anymore. And he's seen us tighten up in that area. So, yeah, you know, I do think that, that Mikel Arteta's ex- own experiences in the Arsenal side um, will have helped him come to certain decisions and helped him improve this team with regards to how it protects those defensive midfielder players and the defence behind them. Yeah, um, great question. Great point. Um, big hello to uh, Martin joining us from dubai to the guna craig podcast from viva los islandi love it um ray from jamaica how you doing mate um alex is joining us from wembley home of arsenal trophies uh worldwide guna elite joins us from uh, not so sunny stevenage uh, nigeria we've got big hello to you as well my friend um What else have we got here? And apologies if I've missed some of your questions, by the way, guys, because they're constantly coming through in the chat. I can't pick every single one up. I do miss some and I apologize for that. And I will. um, I always make an effort to try and pick up questions from different people on different streams. So feel free to get those in next time. Um, as well and and if you wish to super chat them great Um, it brings them up on my screen it highlights them but of course that is not compulsory Uh, Simon says uh, cheers from Stockholm Sweden great content mate thank you Um, and welcome Uh, what else have we got here wow loads of places Um, just going through uh, Philadelphia uh, in the United States Istanbul Turkey greetings from Toronto Venezuela Madrid Nepal India Um, Blackburn, um, Finland, uh, Chicago in the United States, uh, Sydney in Australia, uh, Netherlands, uh, Malaysia, uh, Washington, D.C., South Africa. So uh, lots of you tuned in from all over the world. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, We've got people watching us from Uganda. Uh, Big hello to John. How you doing, mate? Um, And guys, before I lock off, uh, a couple of quick messages. First of all, Hit the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new, hoping to hit 10,000 subscribers as soon as possible. Don't forget this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. So if you want your uh, body hair to look as uh, neat and tidy, as lush and as crisp as the Emirates Stadium pitch, then head over to Manscaped.com and using our discount code, Uh, which you will see any moment now rolling across the bottom of your screen, which is Chronicles AFC, all in capitals, you will get 20% off and uh, free shipping. So it is worthwhile using that code. Check out their products. Their marketing is fantastic. I absolutely love the brand. Uh, Delighted to be working with them. Thank them for their support of the podcast, Uh, but check out their stuff. Have a look. And if you do all them, make sure you use our promo code. Not only do you benefit from it, but the podcast uh, gains additional support from every, uh, every purchase that you guys make from Manscaped.com. So check them out. And uh, if you do happen to buy one of their products, if you do happen to use one of their products, let me know what you think. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, just before we uh, wrap up, lots more of you getting in to the chat where you're joining us from. Um, Uganda, Singapore, Atlanta, uh, Kenya, uh, South Africa, Dallas, Texas, Peterborough, London, um, Liberia, Tanzania, China. And uh, yeah, great stuff. Um, That brings me to the end of today's transfer update show. So quick roundup. Lucas Torreira is not sure, apparently, whether he wants to go to Atletico Madrid. He's apparently considering offers from a number of Serie A clubs, including Roma and Fiorentina. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, Arsenal are said to be interested in Jorginho from Chelsea. Will a deal be done that brings him to the Emirates Stadium? Could that be the swap deal that we heard about earlier on in the week. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Arsenal apparently still have an interest in Felipe Coutinho. Although I'm not entirely sure that one is uh, completely accurate. Um, Hussein Moua is is still very much on Arsenal's radar. With the club set to go in with an improved bid. Reese Nelson looks as though he's still going to be moving out on loan. Um, and yeah, that rounds up uh, the subjects that we've discussed on today's edition of the Transfer Update Show. We'll be back tomorrow with another show where we'll also be looking ahead to the trip to Anfield um, on Monday night. So come join us for that. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Like if you haven't already. And we'll be back very, very soon with more. Until then, take care of yourselves and stay safe. Cheers.